Welcome back to Life, Edit, and Design. Hi, I'm Julianne Price, and we are still in season one, and I'm thrilled to have you back. This is episode three, and in episode three, we're going to do the car edit and design. So this is a fun topic, um, and we thought we'd do a little bit, I thought I'd do a little bit differently this time, and record a video kind of walkthrough, so you could actually go through the worksheet as I'm talking. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want to see the video, hop on over to lifeeditanddesign.com and click on see, click on podcast and then click on season one and you will see the car edit uh, episode. So that one does have a video if you'd like to do that. And in either case, make sure that you download the worksheet so that you can follow along as you're listening. And the worksheet is in the same spot. So again, go to lifeeditanddesign.com and the word and is all spelled out, A-N-D. And then go to the podcast, click on season one, and then you'll see episode three is the car edit and design. So you can get the worksheet and follow along with me. So what are we going to do in this episode? Here's a, just a quick overview. Again, you have this in your worksheet. Uh, and one more thing on the worksheet, uh, I never ask your email address. So these are free, no strings attached. Um, I only want to talk to the people that really want to be contacted by me. So I don't bribe you with anything uh, like a worksheet and then flash you with emails. So that won't happen. Go ahead and get the worksheet and I won't ask for your email. So overview. First, we're going to talk about what your car says about you, and that's kind of a fun section. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Um, then we're going to go through a checklist of kind of the criteria of the best car or the ideal car for you. And then we're going to see if these things are in alignment. So that will be a fun little section. Then we're going to come up with a design plan because that's what all this is about, right? The car edit and design. So we'll come up with a design plan for your car. Uh, then a master schedule of how you're going to achieve your design plan. And we're going to do an edit. Um, course we got to do something about that physical car is it clean is it not clean what are we going to do there and then design we're going to implement all these pieces and actually design so we get closer to the ideal car for you and then the progress tracker which is just optional if you have a bigger project related to your car you can track your progress so let's dive in first off is identity what does the car that you're driving now say about you so some people have identity where you know they have a car that's um, very eco-friendly and that says something to them that they're conscious of the environment and they're doing their part. Other people might have a sports car that says, you know, I'm cool um, and I like to drive fast. Or maybe you have a car that's utilitarian and you're like, hey, I got a busy life. I don't need frills. I just want a car that gets me from A to B. So write down what your um, identity is in relation to the car you have now. And I'll just share a little bit about the identity I had. Um, I was driving an SUV. I had a big Kia Sorento. And I had a series of them. I probably had like six uh, leases back to back. I absolutely loved the car. Um, and for me, the car kind of said, you know, I like to, you know, be up high. Um, and I like to have all the latest bells and whistles. So my car was always, you know, because it was a lease, it was always new. So I had all the latest. Um, and I just felt like the car kind of said, you know, I'm here, I'm a presence. Um, but there was a problem. <laughs> there was a big part of my identity that said, I should be eco-friendly. You know, my car should be getting good gas mileage. I should be driving a car that doesn't harm the environment, or at least does a little bit to help the environment. And here I was driving this big gas guzzler. I got about 24 miles to the gallon. Um, and I lived in, or I worked, you know, about 25 miles away. So it was a big kind of disconnect for me. It's here I had this great big car that can seat six. Um, my kids were older, so I was no longer driving them around. And it was usually just me in the car. So I had this big six passenger car 
and yet I wasn't doing my part for the environment. So it, it, there was an identity, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but there was a disconnect there between what I was driving and how I felt about it. So my identity kind of said, maybe I'm ignorant of the environment. I don't want to go that far, but it kind of that's, that's how it hit me, was I wasn't doing my part. And that was a bit of an issue for me. So if you have anything like, like that about your car, maybe your car is in need of repair, maybe it's rusty, and maybe it says to you, um, either I don't value my car or I don't have the money to invest in my car. I don't know. You, but don't, it, not everything has to be positive here. So you can have a little bit of friction in your identity with what your car says about you. So go ahead and hit pause if you want and just jot down you know, some thoughts, you know, a couple of words. What does it say about you, the car that you're driving? And then we're going to go on and move on to this checklist. So what is your criteria? for a car. So if you were going to go out and buy anything new and it wasn't a, a big issue, what you, you know, anything was available to you, what would be your criteria? So my number one criteria is always has to be good in snow. That's, that's probably why I'm over here driving the SUV was because I live in the Northeast and the weathermen never get it right. So a surprise snowstorm comes all the time. And I just, I needed something to know that I could drive those 25 miles back home safely. And there are times when it would take me two hours to get home. It just was that much of a hazard on the road. So that was my, always my number one criteria. Um, and number two was always, you know, I wanted to have a good safety rating overall. So I would go out and research, you know, what's the best safety. And, and Kia's did pretty well. So that was kind of how I wound up in the car. Good in snow. And, you know, also good in snow meant high enough to see over the snow banks. Because <laughs> I hated when I sit in a car and I couldn't see if a car was coming because the snow bank was blocking my view. So... That, these were really my driving forces in the reason I was driving an SUV because I really wanted to be able to see in, over the snow, drive well in the snow, and have something that had a good safety rating. But I have other criteria, right? I wanted all the bells and whistles. So again, this kind of worked for me, the new lease. You know, I always had all the latest and greatest um, car features. And then came the environment over here, and that was my stickler. I wanted something that was good for the environment, good on gas. And clearly my SUV was overkill. I didn't need a six-passenger car to take me to and from work 25 miles. It wasn't doing anything for over here. So this is where some of that friction came in. Uh, some other things I always wanted was the blind spot detection, the heated car seat. I loved the heated steering wheel when I had it. Uh, Kia took it out of a lot of their cars. But So though, just jot down what are your criteria. You know, If you were going to pick the ideal car, what is those top pieces of criteria that you would want to make sure that that car had. And it might be, you know, room for the kids, room for your skis, uh, towing capacity, you know, whatever it is, good on hills. Um, you might love automatic um, or you might love standard. So you might have something in there about, you know, the, the transmission. So write down what your ideal things are for your criteria. And here comes the fun part. Alignment. Is your car in alignment with your criteria and also with your identity? So. Flipping back, here I was, right, in my big SUV. It wasn't meeting my criteria for being environmentally aware and getting good gas mileage. So I went out and I got, um, oh, and one of my other beliefs, I guess it's not really captured here, but a belief is that cars are a bad investment. You know, as soon as you buy it and you drive off a lot, it's depreciated. Um, and it's just one of those things that's kind of a necessary evil. You can, for where I live, you have to have a car, but it's a terrible investment. So. As I was moving forward and I was thinking about this, I said, well, maybe in the future, I sh one of my criteria should be a used car with low mileage. 
So as I was going through this process, um, I started to think about, okay, well, what do I want? My lease was ending and I wanted, you know, what was I going to get? So I wound up getting a used um, Prius and it had very low miles and it was a couple years old. And it's funny how in and out of alignment it was. So in alignment, and actually that's why I picked this red car because it reminded me of my Prius. Um, in alignment was that it was good on gas mileage and it was a hybrid. So I felt like I was doing my part for the environment. It was smaller so I could you know, feel like you know, I'm driving these 25 miles but it's just me, so I have a smaller car. I don't need all that extra space. So those things felt in alignment and it had good safety ratings. So here I was, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is great. Um, it says the right things about me as far as an identity that I am you know, being eco-friendly. And here's the problem with this is that as soon as people started seeing me in the car, we nicknamed the car Smalls. Um, people kept saying, oh, that car's not you. Oh, I didn't expect to see you in a little car like that. Um, and you know, my family always makes fun of my car because it's this tiny little thing. And so now I feel a little out of alignment because we talked about my criteria being something that I could drive in snow. So I had to get out, get snow tires for this little car and I'm very hesitant to drive in it in the snowstorm. Um, I can't see over the snow banks anymore. It didn't have heated seats. It doesn't have blind spot detection. So I kind of hit some of my criteria and missed some of my criteria. And what it's caused is an alignment problem. So I had an alignment problem over my SUV. Now I have an alignment problem over in my um, Prius. So this is kind of tricky and you probably have never really sat down and thought about this or given it that much thought to your car, but really give some thought. Is what you're driving in alignment with your criteria and in alignment with the identity that you want? And if there's a disconnect, what are you going to do about it? So right now I definitely have this disconnect. Here's my little red Prius and I really want to be in my big SUV. So right now I'm researching um, how to maybe get into a RAV4 hybrid. So I'm getting a little bit closer on both. And that kind of leads us right into this design plan. So if you're out of alignment, it's time to look at the design plan. How do you get in alignment? How do you make this car that either the car that you have or your next car in alignment with your criteria and your identity? And that's what I've kind of left these boxes for. You can kind of draw lines to connect them, go any which way you want, but start to think about, okay, my first step is I need to research what's available in the hybrid SUV market, what's um, a best you know, option. So it's got the safety, it's got the other bells and whistles that I want, uh, but it's also good in snow, it's got four wheel drive, but a hybrid. And that's a very narrow field as I found out. Um, but one of my other criteria is I need to be able to afford it. So if a car is a bad investment, how can I buy a used um, SUV with low miles? And how, and I realized that what I'm paying on my current car is not moving fast enough. So I actually owe more on the car than it's worth. So there's a lot more research involved in figuring out how to get out of this car and into another car. Like, is it a timing thing? Is there a better time of year for me to purchase a car because they're more eager to make deals? So. These are all different things that are going to be on my design plan um, that may or may not be on yours, but that's what this whole section is for. So depending on what you want to do about your car, whether maybe it needs massive repairs or maybe your car is ready to be a hand-me-down to a child, so that means you're going to get a, need to get a new car. So start to think about, okay, you know, I need to decide when my child needs the car, what am I going to do to purchase another car, how is my insurance going to be affected by having two cars and a young driver. 
all of those things can kind of come together. So again, depends on where you're going with this. How do you get in alignment? What's your future in the car uh, world gonna look like for you? What's your car life look like? And start to fill in your design plan so that you can get into alignment. And then here we are on the master schedule. So this is what do you need to do to maintain the car that you have now? So we've got a plan, right? We know where we want to go in the future, whether it's with this car or with a new car. But right now you still have a vehicle and you still need to take care of it. And this is where we're kind of, it's a little bit of getting ready for the edit, is what do you need to do to maintain your car? Do you need to have it um, be cleaned out? You know, my son's car, he, he found there was 12 pairs of shoes in there today when he cleaned out his car. That's pretty scary. So for him, I might recommend like a monthly clean out the car, but maybe weekly you want to um, get it washed. My mom has one of those uh, car wash memberships. So every week she gets her car washed. She has those unlimited car wash things. So for her, that's very important. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me, we have a dog guarding the castle here. That is Cookie. Cookie, honey. Shh. She's, uh, there's a dog walking down the street and how dare this dog walk on her lawn. So excuse the barking, it'll be over shortly. And now Sazzy's going to join in and the whole family barking. Guys, So moving on. So weekly, what do you want to do to maintain your car? Monthly, what do you want to do? Cookies. Periodically, what do you want to do? Like maybe you rotate your tires, obviously oil change. Um, you know, but also I want you to think beyond that. Like if your car is out of alignment with you, what are some of the things that you could do to make it more in alignment? So, you know, if you said that I wanted to... Um, have heated seats, then maybe periodically you're gonna go out and research when the heated seats go on sale and get them in there. Or maybe you're gonna put on snow tires. Um, or maybe, you know, you just like your car to always feel like a new car. So you're gonna get a detailed once a month and you're gonna get one of the, you know, get a new air fresher every month. Maybe the one that says new car smell, something like that. So think beyond just the usuals. Think about what would help make this car more like your ideal car. And annually, what do you want to do? So maybe annually you want to review what the best cars are on the market, how's your car holding its value. Um, so it's not just maintenance, but it's also you know preparing. So you're thinking about this design plan kind of in the back of your mind as well. Is you know some of these steps. Well, what do you need to do to make your car an ideal car? What can you do to it physically now, and what can you do from a research perspective going forward? What would help you maintain the value? So maybe you want to have the car waxed and detailed so it really looks good. So when you go to get that, um, to go to trade it in, it's worth as much as it could possibly be because it looks really good and it looks like it's been well maintained. So this is just a little quick cheat sheet. Again, you're not supposed to fill in everything. You shouldn't have four of everything. But weekly, maybe it's pick up the car you know, pick up the stuff and then monthly it's detail and vacuum it deeply and get a brand new air freshener. Periodically it's rotate the tires um, or seasonally, you know, you want to change and get your snow tires put on, which is what I'm going to do. Um, but what can you do to make this car to maintain it and make the best out of it now? And then edit. <laughs> I really wish I could take some before and after photos of my son's car. I, I don't think he'd appreciate it, but Take a before photo, then go and edit. Clean out the car. What's in the car? Does it need to be in the car? Do you need to carry your golf clubs with you everywhere you go? Do you need to carry your snow brush with you every year, you know, all, all year long? Do you need your grocery bags in the car or do you constantly leave them so maybe they should be in your car? So edit can also be about adding things into your car. So do an inventory, walk through or sit through your car and what's in there and does it need to be in there? Are there wrappers? Are there soda cans? Is there loose change? You know, what do you want to do? 
maybe weekly you round up the loose change in your car um, so that that's something that you just see how much you have. Can you buy a cup of coffee from all the loose change sitting around your car? I don't know. Um, and then go ahead and put a before and after photo and try to maintain it. So as you go through and edit it, and then you take your after photo, maybe it'll help inspire you to some things that you want to do over here, which says every week I'm going to take out my golf clubs or every week I'm going to take out a little sporting gear my kids left in the car or every week I'm going to go through and just take up all the wrappers. I don't know. Again, before and after photo will give you some clues. So that's why I like for you to listen to this whole thing before you do all of it. So this is one part that you may get clues from going back and forth and taking that before and after photo. Okay, we're getting closer to the end. Here, design. Now we want to implement your design. So we've got this design plan, right? Either you're going to buy a new car, you're going to maybe do some repairs on this car, maybe you're going to hand off the car to a child and have to get drive a different vehicle, maybe you've got a summer vehicle and you're going to switch over to a winter vehicle, whatever that is. Maybe you're going from a, a car to a motorcycle or vice versa. Think about, you know, go back to your design plan and start to sell, give yourself some dates. Like, I'm going to research... Um, a hybrid SUV by this date. I'm going to find out the best time to buy a car and you know figure out what that date is but first I got to research it so say by September 1 I want to know what's the best time to go out and buy a car. I want to know the value of a used car and what interest rates applicable you know what kind of deals are out there. So these are kind of the tasks that you want to put in here as you're moving through whatever your implementation is. If you want to find out about accessories you want to you know maybe make your car look cooler so you want certain rims. Maybe you need to research the best prices to buy, best places to buy those rims, best places to install those rims, set a date to actually have it done. Um, you might want to know about the care of those rims. How do you make them look great? What do you do in the winter when the salt's hitting them? So these are all different things depending on what you want to do. You want to fill in some, get these tasks on a schedule and then pop them into your phone, pop them into your planner. Do not forget about this. Make sure you get this done otherwise you're never going to have that car. You're always going to be out of alignment. And that kind of feels yucky. Every time you get in the car, it's something you touch every day. You want to be in alignment. You want to feel good about it. You don't want to get in and be like, ugh, here I am again. And, and that's how I feel about my car. It's like I want to love my car, but at the same point, it's not the car I want to drive. So every time I see the payment hit the bank, you know, it's that, you know, kind of tug and pull the whole time. So get in a little alignment. Get into a car that you feel good about driving. And the last thing is a progress tracker. And this is an optional tool, but... Again, if you're researching, you know, maybe I need to put in five hours of research on the best times to buy an SUV and um, the best SUVs to buy. So this is, there's 10 boxes here. You can kind of just start to shade in how much research have you done. If you needed 10 hours, you know, one box would equal an hour. If you need five hours, each box would equal a half hour, something like that to start filling them in. Um, and then some of your results, so, you know, if you're doing some research, if you're researching on rims, you know, how much research do you need to do? And then you start to put in, okay, this is the best rims to buy. These are the best tires to go on those rims. This is the best installer. This is the best car care products, whatever. You can fill that in. And then dollars, like what do you need? And then start saving. So this is your progress tracker. Maybe you have to um, put an extra, you know, 20 bucks away every month or more than that, probably. <laughs> uh, maybe 20 bucks every week towards this new purchase, if that's what's going to be. If, so if you're buying rims, how much do they cost? How much do you need to put aside? If you're buying a new car, how much is that down payment going to be? And start putting it in. What's your trade-in worth? What's the balance? What are you going to need to do? If you're going to have a larger car payment, how do you budget for that now so that you can know that you can afford it later? So those are just, just an optional thing. And you know, if research isn't your thing and you need to put something else in here, obviously cross it out and write what you need. But I want to give you an idea to track this. So 
that is the car edit. There's a lot in here. You probably haven't really thought about your car and being in alignment, but you get to drive this thing every day. So don't you want it to be the car that feels good to you? So if you need to go back now and spend more time on the identity, the checklist and the alignment, because those are the key pieces here of deciding what you're driving, and if it's the right thing for you. And then we move into, you know, what do you do about that? If it's not in alignment, how do we get a car that is in alignment? What do you need to do with your existing car? Or what do you need to do to get into a new car? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, feel free to leave me a comment. And if you want to subscribe, hop on over to Life Edit and Design. There's a little box that says join the newsletter and you'll find out what the new issues are. You'll also be finding out what specials we have going on. Um, we're working over on Life Edit and Design on uh, a student agenda. Hopefully that's gonna be out very soon. Um, depending on what time you listen to this, it's um, right now mid-August. So we're releasing the student agenda in time for the school year. Um, but there are always other projects going on, always new workshops being added to the uh, website. So hop on over and see what we got going on. And as always, there's other episodes on the podcast. So you can always pop over there and see what we've got going on. So thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time.